closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by OrthoCincy, the orthopedic authority. All right, here we are on the sidelines. Lindsay calling in today because we had to talk. Linz, it's, um, hi, you okay hi. over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? It, it's one of those things where it hits every day I wake up and I'm just a little more bummed about it. I think I'm getting better. I allow myself to have 24 to 48 hours of being sad about a playoff loss. But man, when you go out like that, it's hard. It really is. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people are feeling that way. I think pretty much everybody in Cincinnati, but really everybody everywhere has been saying a lot. I was just reading some comments on Twitter or somewhere where someone said, you know, how bad this game was coming from a Steelers fan, coming from a Browns fan. Like, people that don't necessarily love to see the Bengals win were still like, what the heck happened? Yeah, I think the biggest thing in the reaction that night or just during the game was just how it really turned out for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, you can point to a lot of things in the game when it comes to the offensive line. When you're without three of your starters, there's a lot of pressure on your quarterback. And Joe had to be Superman, and he was a lot of the time. Some of his fourth and sixth, third third and 16, the last drive with about two minutes to go, I still thought they were going to set themselves up for a field goal. And then you'd get into the officials, and I kind of felt like they got in the way of the game. And I'm not blaming them all the way, but it really felt – like it hurt the Bengals more than it helped them. And I heard some really good advice on it. And it's like your team has to play better than the refs ref. And it felt like that's kind of the ending of that game because I felt like their stars showed up. I mean, even the defense, if you hold Patrick Mahomes to 20 points in a playoff game, I do expect you to be able to win. It just, it was really difficult for them. And, and I think not having your offensive line showed again, just like it did in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I mean, and I called you earlier about this while we're talking about the officials and um, how that's been a pretty hot topic this week, I think, for most of us. Uh, I read a tweet earlier that said that they were going to, you know, the NFL is going to do some investigating and the the ref, what's his name? Ron Torbert. Do you think there's, I know how we all feel, we would love for there to be some kind of investigation about how the game was handled. Do you think that will ever, ever happen or is that so far-fetched? I think the NFL definitely has a problem with their officials and I get that they're human and it's in real life time, but there's technology out there when it comes to cameras and just having those extra cameras on the field. And maybe you are adding more people within the booth, but it's a real struggle when you watch your team. And it wasn't just one or two things for the Cincinnati Bengals. When it comes back to the calls, when you hear Dean Blandino, one of the head officials that was formerly in the NFL talk about some of the calls that didn't get called in the game. And, and he that they should have um it's really difficult and a hard pill to swallow and that's my hardest thing with it because everybody in their life at their job they get held accountable when they go to work and i just feel like this billion dollar industry isn't getting held accountable for some of the mistakes that we're seeing out there on the field i mean this is huge a team worked for 21 weeks to get to this point and it's a three-point game it's a one score game it is a tight i mean just so close in a game and you you have a trip to the super bowl on the line you can't let the officials get in the way of it it really felt like they did and you know joseph aside my heart was broken for him he played a heck of a game and some of the highlights for him i mean we should be talking about what he did in the game and unfortunately not even the hit on patrick Mahomes, just how good he played on defense 
And I don't think that should be a 15-year penalty in that situation. That's just that's just too much for an official to get in the way and be the headline of the game. Because, Molly, I mean, as you mentioned, other fan bases saw it. You know, national media, everyone talked about it. NFL rigged was trending on Twitter Ooh, after yeah. that game was over. So that was a really – it was a hard game to watch if you were an NFL fan to know that, you know, officials can get in the way of the results. No, I could not agree more. And I'm still like, I'm trying to put that night out of my mind, but I keep going back there and just thinking about how anxious I felt. And it was like minutes, it was like moments of just through the roof excitement, really high highs and then really low lows. And you just kind of, and again, going back to to Osai, what you said about him, you just, you felt his pain. And uh, I know, uh, who was it, Jermaine Pratt that was seen kind of, ticked off as they were walking into the locker room and he even was like you know what I don't know what I was thinking you know they you're in the moment you're upset but also like he's human he's going to remember this for the rest of his life and he really had a hell of a game yeah I hope he knows that this is the beginning of his career and no game is ever going to come down to a situation like that one last play look the Bengals could have done a lot of things better I think Joe Burrow played a heck of a game I know he had two interceptions but he had some crazy throws that were for first downs and he really took a chance in this game and got this team tied with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I hope Joseph Asai knows that, hey, you have great support and, and teammates around you, um, that this isn't on you. And, and I think he does have that when we talk about the culture of what this team is. Um, you can't get down on one play. One play doesn't do it. There were a lot of things they could overcome. I mean, Mike Hilton almost had an interception in the end zone. Hayden Hurst almost had a touchdown early on in the game. So there was a lot of almost. And it's that's what's the hardest thing because I don't know how you feel, Molly, but – people ask me they say is it harder to lose a close game or just get beat badly mm-hmm. and I say close it's harder to lose a close game it just is and I want to I'm trying to think of this quote I saw something where it said we didn't lose to the Kansas City Chiefs the Chiefs won the game does that make sense like yeah, we did not lose does. to them you know like they just they just won the game it's just kind of how it went OrthoCincy Orthopedics and Sports Medicine has eight convenient orthopedic urgent care clinics in Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana with convenient weekday, evening, and Saturday hours for fractures, sprains, strains, and more. OrthoCincy's dedicated orthopedic specialists will treat your sports, work, or everyday injury. Just walk in. No appointment is ever needed at OrthoCincy Orthopedic Urgent Care. Plus, you'll spend less time and money than going to a crowded ER. Learn more at orthocincy.com. That's orthocincy with a y.com. Uh, time to, I guess we'll kind of switch gears. Anything else you want to add to that? No, I think this team is going to be back in, in all the AFC moves in the offseason. A lot of teams were trying to get into the position Cincinnati was in and the Kansas City Chiefs were in. And in the final two games, it's the two of them atop of the AFC. I think they're the best teams in the AFC. I think they have the best quarterbacks in the AFC. So we'll see this rivalry for a long time to come. Uh, of course, speaking of incredible quarterbacks uh, uh, negotiations will be starting soon for Joe Burrow's next contract and then you have five starters that are going to be free agents this year Uh, Bates Pratt Bell Apple and Hurst what's the outlook Linz yeah I'll start with number nine I think that's the biggest thing you know when it comes to communication all of that could start right when the playoff started when regular season ended and we've heard from Zach Taylor in the front office this is going to be something I feel the team is going to knock out now Look, he still has another year, and they can pick up the, the fifth-year option when it comes to his contract, which they will. 
but it's so important to look on the outlook. You want to get a deal with, with Joe Burrow, and some fans want him to go on the team-friendly side. No, the guy deserves every penny, and I think that he's going to reset the quarterback market, and it will happen before they get to training camp this summer. When it comes to the free agents, uh, Jesse Bates, is uh, he's more than likely gone, and this has nothing to do with Jesse, Jesse Bates. He's a great leader. I know the team tried to work something out over the last two years, and they couldn't meet on the right number. This isn't about the Bengals being cheap or anything, but I think Jesse Bates is going to go elsewhere and, uh, you know, wish him the best of luck. They drafted Dax Hill for a reason last year to replace him. Von Bell, I feel he'll come back on a two-year friendly deal, and that is going to be great for the safety room and Dax Hill having him in the secondary. Hayden Hurst, I still feel like he had a really good time with Joe Burrow being in that extra weapon, and he's going to be back for maybe another two-year, one-year deal. He was one of my favorites this year. I loved watching Hayden Hurst. Yeah, I think he's, he's one of those guys who he got put in a position. He played for Baltimore, played for the Falcons. And he came here, and it was almost like another part three of his career. And what he can do, he's still really young. He's in his 20s. And they need that tight end position. They have the wide receivers out there. And Hayden has been a big part of it. I mean, he was a third and 16, and he caught, catches that first down ball from Joe when they're driving lead in the, in the championship game. So I think he's going to come back because he wants to be here. He feels like this team wants him to be here. And when you feel wanted as a player, I think that is huge for your confidence. So I do think they'll work something out. And maybe it is just another one-year deal. Okay, Lynn, so now I'd like to talk more about coaches. Uh, There's a few of them interviewing. We've heard whispers here and there. So uh, what's going on with that? Uh, The biggest thing is you want to keep your OC and you want to keep your DC. Luna Rumo has been one of the guys to have eyes on when it comes to, you know, we just talked about the Kansas City Chiefs. He was able to stop Patrick Mahomes in three games, and I almost give him credit in this championship game, holding them to only 20 points. But he's awesome, and this defense really just thrived under him this year for Cincinnati, and he finally got his first coaching interview of this offseason. He had one with the Giants last year and it's with the Arizona Cardinals again that just sounds like his first interview that he's going to be having so to be determined on if that works out for him there I'm selfishly hoping he comes back to Cincinnati Brian Callahan is the offensive coordinator he works really close with Dan Fitcher the quarterback coach Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor and he had a second interview with the Colts and his first interview with the Arizona Cardinals too to be the head coach Um, I think if they were to lose any of the coordinators, it would more than likely be Brian Callahan just because he is getting that second interview. And um, I think that teams see what Joe Burrow is doing. And I feel like Brian is, you know, a huge asset to this team and and a quarterback for a young team. If if he decides to, you know, go to Indy and and they get a quarterback on the younger side, or maybe it is the best that they bring in. So the biggest thing is, like I said, I'm selfish. I want both of them to come back. We'll find out soon. Teams normally don't wait too far into February to sign their or to uh, bring in and, and, and make it official with their head coach. So if they can keep both of them, that's huge. But the good news is Dan Pitcher, the quarterback coach, he was getting interviews and uh, with the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Bengals actually offered him a lucrative contract extension last week. So if Brian Callahan does leave, I look for Dan Pitcher to get promoted to the offensive coordinator. Okay, and then we'll just uh, keep an eye on all of that. And, of course, uh, get excited for baseball, I guess, which is next up. And, uh, you know, so Lindsay and I were at Holy Grail last weekend. We went there with Randy Rico and Bridget and a couple other friends of ours. And um, we were just – I love being at Holy Grail, whether it's to celebrate the Bengals or Cyclones or the Reds, whatever's going on. And um, so Holy Grail actually posted – I want to say yesterday 
on Facebook that we are officially two months from opening day. So now we can kind of shift gears, focus on that, get excited for hopefully, fingers crossed, a really good red season, warm weather, late nights at the ballpark. I think uh, we're all excited for that now. You know what? There was an over-under from Vegas. If this team could win over 65 games, then I say over. It's all about just how they start the season. I think they still have a lot of young, positive guys. And if they can stay healthy, that I'm going to be optimistic that this team can still kind of stay in their division. I don't know. I don't think they can win the NL Central. But, hey, bigger things, crazier things have happened. And I'm pumped for opening day. My mindset has changed from winter to baseball season. I do need to get to Great American Ballpark more. Uh, but I'm I'm pumped for some some day baseball soon. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that. We uh you know, we love our, our teams here in Cincinnati. Bengals, absolutely incredible season. Proud of these guys. Proud to be a Bengals fan. Who day? We're excited for the Reds. Of course, Cyclones, they're doing well. And then uh, FC Cincinnati, they actually kick off here in a couple of weeks. That is wild to think because the Major League Soccer season, as we've talked about before, it's It's so so long. long. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost here again. But they're exciting. They're exciting. They were exciting last year. Yeah, lots of stuff to look forward to in our wonderful city. We love it so much. Uh, On the sidelines, we wanted to hop on and do a quick recap of the weekend. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to our amazing sponsors, OrthoCincy, Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Linz, we'll chat in a few days. I'm so pumped for 2023. Yeah, let's go. This is our year, Cincinnati. Yes.